Hello and welcome to the Steph Sanzaro podcast. My name is Steph and I am so thankful to have you here this week as another wonderful guest takes us through their incredible story. Now this podcast is a space for open and honest conversation. A space for my guests and I to lean into vulnerability and to talk about things that are really important to us and things we want to raise awareness for. I feel extremely honoured to have been able to sit down and have this conversation. I know that it is going to touch your heart and to hit home in ways that you didn't even know you needed it. This podcast does come with a trigger warning for miscarriage. I would always suggest erring on the side of caution as you move through this podcast and doing so mindfully, knowing that if the time arises that you can put down this podcast and take a moment to reflect upon the feelings that are arising, to take a moment to maybe journal about it or to simply validate exactly what you are feeling. There is always an invitation to put the podcast back on and to listen in on what is truly an inspiring tale of hope. One that is perfectly timed with being released on World Mental Health Awareness Day because this podcast will truly make you know and feel and embody that you are not alone. So without further ado, it is my absolute pleasure to welcome Beck Connolly. I think the willingness to be vulnerable and talk about your mental health especially is is a a really big thing. And I think, especially with the platform that you have too, Mm. you know, and the people who admire you, if they hear you talking about your experiences, like imagine what that's going to feel like to them. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you know, I'm I'm normal. You know, I go through that too. I think that's so important. I think so too. Yeah. I'm excited for this. Same. (laughs) Why don't you just begin by telling us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your story? Yeah, sure. So I am a mum. I am a wife to a beautiful man. And I just, I'm a skin therapist. I've been a skin therapist for 15 years. So I grew up in Warrnambool. And after I finished high school, I couldn't really find a a job that I wanted in the beauty industry. So I ended up finding a traineeship in Lawn and moved up to Lawn by myself, which was a bit scary. Like an 18 year old just moving up to Lawn by herself, no family, no friends, anything like that's not me. I'm very a comfort zone person. I was going to say, that's actually (laughs) terrifying. Yeah, so I did that and... And, you know, got qualified as a beauty therapist, worked there for four years and then moved into Geelong, met Nato, my husband, and started working at a day spa here in Geelong. And then we got married and we decided, oh, we probably should, you know, start thinking about having a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, before we got married, I had end- was um, diagnosed with endometriosis and polycystic ovaries. Did both. you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. So both. Um, and so this was before we got married, probably a couple of years beforehand. And the gynecologist said, you need to sort of start thinking about having children. You are riddled with endo. Um, so they went in and got it out and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, it sort of was just on the back of our mind because we're like, no, we'll be right. We're not even married yet. Not even thinking about it. Yeah. Anyway, so we got married and we thought, okay. Let's start to try and have a baby and it just wasn't happening. So I just was like, okay, maybe, you know, that that specialist was right. Maybe we are going to need some help. And I sort of thought, you know, we're not going to need help. We'll be right. We're both healthy and, you know, young and all that. I think we're about 27 Mm. or 26. That's young. Um, Yeah. So then we're... Like I wasn't getting any periods or anything like that. So I wasn't ovulating and they found out that I'd never actually ovulated before. Never in your life? No, which is just crazy. You just sort of presume that these things are ticking along, but they're not all the time. (laughs) So we went to a specialist and they put us on like an ovulation induction drug and all Mm. that kind of stuff. 
and first try we got pregnant and I was like oh my god well that was easy wasn't it (laughs) (laughs) and then we lost that baby probably around eight weeks in but I really took comfort in the fact that we could get pregnant yeah so I was like okay yeah this happens we will be fine then we did our second round of um, the drugs and we got pregnant again yeah. and we're really happy like of course yeah really good at this <laughs> and and then we lost that baby again and so I was sorry. sort of thinking oh okay you know and I didn't re- like no one really you know six or so years ago in, well, that I had heard was really talking about it. It was so I didn't tell anyone, like not even my parents. Like really? we were just, it was just us two. And I think that's why I like talking about it is because it's so important to know that you're not alone. Um, and then we did the drugs again and got pregnant again and found out we we're having twins. And around nine weeks along, those twins fell out on the floor. So. At that stage, I was definitely feeling like a failure as a woman. And I know that that's not true, but that's how I was feeling. I was like, what is wrong with me? Yes, we're really really good at actually getting pregnant, but just can't hang on to them. So it was pretty, it was pretty full on, really. Um, But anyway, we did one more time and the fertility specialist, Sam, said, as soon as you get pregnant, you come to me. I'm giving you injections twice a week um, to give this baby a bit more food because obviously there's something going on that you just can't hang on to the babies. Wow. And that's Ollie. And he is, oh. he's nearly six. And, yeah, he's just, just wonderful. Oh. And, yeah, then a couple of years later, two years later, we fell pregnant naturally, would you believe it? <laughs> and that's Jack. <laughs> and Whoa. he's three and a half. So, yeah, it's been a bit of a journey. Yeah. But yeah, it's been yeah, wild, mm. but good. I think a lot of women can relate to a few of the things you've just mentioned there. I think the things that women still don't talk about as much are still endometriosis, polycystic ovarian syndrome, and of course, miscarriage. Yeah. And fertility treatment too. Yeah. Yeah. It's I- often these things are kept a little bit of a secret, um, which I do understand because we're trying to protect ourselves mm. and you know, and look after ourselves and that kind of thing. But I think, yeah, it is important to to know that you're not alone and that and that positive things can come from these, you know, rough trots, really. Yeah. Yes, you did. You had a very rough trot. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I think, um, yeah, as I was saying to you earlier, then I guess I never had anxiety before having the kids. Mm. Never, ever. Like I, you know, would feel worried about things occasionally, but never had anxiety. And the day that I bought Ollie, who's nearly six, we brought him home from the hospital. I was sitting on the edge of the bed and I said to Nato, my husband, I'm having a heart attack. And I thought, oh, I must have just lost too much blood. Like, let's go back to hospital. <laughs> like I'm actually, something's wrong. Yeah. Anyway, so we went to hospital and they said, they put on all the ECG, like the monitors and everything. And they said, you're having an anxiety attack. And that was my first one ever. Your first introduction to anxiety. Yes. Yeah. Because I'd never felt anything like it Mm. ever. And I seriously thought like I can't breathe. Yeah. And And now looking back, I know that it was definitely anxiety, but Mm. yeah, I didn't know. And, and as I said, like, I hadn't heard a lot of people talk about it before. I'd heard people talk about depression, mm. um, which is not something that I have ever suffered from. But I, you know, had heard people talk about it and sort of, I guess, knew what it was. Mm. I knew what anxiety was, but I didn't, yeah, know too much about it. So, yeah, that was the, my first little, well, big anxiety attack. Um, mm. And that anxiety has stayed with me. Um, I am working on it and I'm doing pretty good now. But yeah. it's just a health anxiety that I sort of, struggle with um which stems from obviously losing babies you think your children are going to get taken away from you with health and and that kind of stuff so yeah and your health too because if you're taken away then you know your babies are left without mum exactly yeah so there's that real fear especially at the moment in these wild times I yeah have been yeah full of fear really never really sad like not a you know I don't feel down in the dumps or anything like that, but I do, yeah, get full of fear and Mm. and worry, I guess. Can you tell me a little bit more about it? Yeah, so 
it just sort of has been in waves and troughs, you know, over the past six years, but nothing major. Never, you know, had thought to even go to the GP about it mm-hmm. until around two months ago. Um, and it was just starting to take over. I was just getting really anxious about everything. Um, the boys are chronic asthmatics. Um, oh. Jack was in ICU last December. So I have that, you know, there is real moments that have happened mm-hmm. to cause yeah, I guess the anxiety in my mind, but I take it to a next level. Um, so I went to the GP a couple of months ago and and asked for the mental health plan, which yeah, I'd seen you seen you talk about. Yeah. Um, and yeah, started seeing a psychologist because I just I needed some some I guess coping mechanisms, and I needed to learn more about what was going on with my brain. And I think yeah. learning about it has just helped me so much, and knowing. You know, I'm just hooking onto these thoughts. They're not, you know, nothing's actually happened or whatever. It's um, it's been really good to learn about. But yeah, I did go through probably about six weeks ago. I started. I was just in the bath and trying to have that self care that we all preach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden, my my chest just went tight, and it was like that time when I was sitting on the bed had just brought Ollie home, and I called out to NATO and I said something's wrong I think I'm having a panic attack and I'd only had like that one six years ago and probably another one Mm. and my chest was so tight NATO had to lift me out of the bath dry me off and I was just bawling my eyes out and that sort of lasted on and off for six days Um, just sort of every hour or so every two hours I'd be having a a panic attack um, and just freaking out just about the way of the world about you know that we're going to catch this thing and that we're all going to die and it just it sounds ridiculous now talking about it but when you're in it oh it's it feels real (laughs) it would it does it feels like the apocalypse yes yes um so yeah then I started seeing the psychologist a bit more regularly I said to her like I don't want any medications or anything like that I just want to learn what's going on and I just want to yeah be taught how to deal with it myself Mm. because you know in those six days I was calling beyond blue at night just because I was so anxious and I needed to talk to someone who you know poor NATO my husband I was like I need to talk to someone else like that sort of knows I guess you know can help me get out of these panic stages which really helped um and I think a bit of a misconception about Beyond Blue and Lifeline is it's not just for when you're, you know, I guess at your darkest of dark. It's it's also can just help you get through those bits of panic and the bit, you know, that anxiety. Mm. And they really helped me. They've got a texting line. You can just text with a, a support worker. Um, and it really helped me over that that rough patch. So, yeah. And that's an act of self-care in itself. Yes. You know, not the last line of defense but a first line of defense yeah and i think just knowing that you know they they do have at the moment a dedicated coronavirus hotline and text people to text you because there is that many people struggling with their mental health at the moment and um so that it's fabulous that support service that they've got set up and I think, yeah, it's not nothing to be ashamed of to reach out to those kind of things and, and just get that support and help get you out of that um, that panic and that, that fear, I guess. Yeah. I think it's very important that you're talking about it and thank you for being so open about it because I think a lot of people during this time have probably been a little bit more anxious and fearful than they've let on and because we're supposed to hide that sort of stuff as society has sort of taught us to. So I love that you've been using those platforms because if we don't reach out, well, then we're going through it alone. Yeah, exactly. And there's no need to go through it alone because we are not alone. Mm -mm. So that's why one of the reasons why I have been an ambassador for Lip Timber the last couple of years, uh, just just to share my story and just to be able to, I guess... If I can help one person sitting there listening to know that they're not alone and, you know, every time I do share my story or just even a little snippet of it, I get so many people say, oh, my sister has this or my wife has this and I didn't know how she was feeling and now I kind of know and and just that kind of stuff. I think, gosh, the more we talk about it, the more people we can help. And I think, yeah, it's so important to just 
not only open that conversation, but to keep that conversation going. Exactly. I think. Yeah. yeah. It's one thing to light the fire, but there's also the second thing is to keep that flag going. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we're doing here today. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I guess that's that's a bit about me. Mm. In between all of that, you know, we started up Botanicals by Lux, which is our, yeah. our skincare brand. So... I want, I've always sort of known that I wanted to have my own brand, but it's always been put in the too hard basket, I guess. Mm. Especially, you know, when you've got children, you're so tired and you're just sort of trying to, you know, in that those early stages, get through that sleep deprivation and all that kind of stuff. And, and I knew that I wanted to do it. And when Jack was about one, I... I thought, right, I'm going to start, you know, I've got all of these ideas in my head. I need to get them out. So, yeah, I started, we launched it in April 2018, but for about a year before that, I was trying to find manufacturers in wow. Australia so hard. Really? Oh, my goodness. They look at you, well, they looked at me, and they, so many of them just called me a mum with a hobby. <gasps> And I was like, okay, like, oh. okay. They wanted me to do these massive big runs of like 10,000 units at a time and, and crazy stuff like that. And that's just not like, you know, mm. no. <laughs> so I finally found a, a small batch manufacturer. We started off with a couple of hundred um, products like of the, of the serum. And I remember saying to mum, you'll be getting serums for the rest of your birthdays and Christmases. They're not going to sell. Like, they're just going to sit here, but we're just going to have a crack anyway. We're going to take that bit of leap of faith and go for it. Little did you know. And I know, my God. They sold out in 12 hours. <gasps> and I was like, oh, I think we might, like, maybe we are onto something. Yeah. So, yeah, now the range, there's 13, maybe 14 products um, with a couple in the works and... Yeah, we post all over Australia every day wow. and New Zealand as well. We've just put international on hold at the oh, moment yes. just because it's um, too many delays and stuff like that. But yeah. we will open that up in the new year. But yeah, it's just crazy. We do it all from our home just in Newtown. And yeah, it keeps us really busy. So busy that my husband had to resign from his full-time job and now he works with me full-time. So, which has been, it's been so nice just to, not only just to, you know, him to talk about the business with me, but actually be in it. It's, yeah. it's been wonderful. And to be able to work on things together and, mm -hmm. and celebrate and your success together. Together. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, keeps us busy. That's for sure. Did you ever think that it would get this big? No, my goodness. When we first started, I reckon we were getting like eight orders a day or something and we were wrapped with that. I was yeah. like, oh my God, people that I don't even know are buying the products. Um, and I used to, every afternoon, like I'd pack the orders up and I'd walk them around on the top of the pram with the boys, you know, walking around to the um, post box around the corner. And and now Australia Post comes to us every day and, and half fills up an Australia Post van every day. There's no way we could take all of those orders to the post office. Oh, my God. So it's just nuts. It's just exceeded anything that we could have ever imagined. Yeah. It's, it's wild. And I think, you know, not only the busy side of it, but to be able to be helping so many people mm. with their skin um, and just making them feel better about themselves and more confidence and I guess empowering men and women through their skin is is so rewarding in itself absolutely yeah. I mean I can speak from personal experience for a second if you don't mind <laughs> it's very funny that you said that the business um began in April 2018 because I'm pretty sure I started using your products in maybe like June or August that year yeah. it's been and a long I've been time using them ever since and I was just sitting here giggling to myself because like all I'm wearing on my face today is your serum amazing you know, and like, look at you glow <laughs> I have like people say that to me all the time they're like oh you're glowing and I was like yeah you can't thank me yep just thank botanicals <laughs> <laughs> oh it's a great product thank you I think very cool especially for the listeners at home to hear how it began as a mom with two kids at home and it's just blossomed yeah yeah it's 
as I say, it's just gone wild. And the, you know, the business has absolutely boomed during COVID, which we are so, so grateful for, especially because it is our only source of income. So it's pretty scary. It's a lot on the line. It's a lot on the line, but we have found that people are really focusing on the self-care to look after themselves during these wild times and, and also not wearing makeup, as you say. So they're, you know, focusing on the skin, Mm. um, also with wearing the masks and stuff like that that's had a negative impact on people so on their skin so we've been able to help a lot of people with that too so it's Mm. it's just been yeah as hard as it has been mentally over the past you know few years it's yeah business wise and I guess it's just been so rewarding to be able to help people and to yeah to I guess yeah Nato and I have a family business and support Mm. our family so yeah yeah You've achieved so much for someone, you know, that does struggle with anxiety. I think there's quite a few people out there with anxiety that just would think this is going to limit me forever. Yeah, it's definitely not the case, I don't believe. Like, yes, there's different types of anxiety. Um, You know, I don't have a social anxiety and that kind of stuff, but I do have the health kind of stuff I was telling you before. I haven't been to a supermarket since March. Mm. You know, like there's just that... it does, it does limit you and I think it does try and hold you back a bit. But I think, I really think, as you recommend to people, get that mental health plan and just start working on it because you don't need to go and lay on a psychologist's couch and, you know, ha- it's not like that. It's just like having a chat with someone and it's, it's not – I was definitely nervous to go, but, yeah – I just, I think it's so important to just start learning about what's going on. And just yeah. even if you don't want to go deep into your past and that kind of stuff, that is so fine. Yeah. You can just talk to them about how you are feeling right now mm-hmm. and and learn about why you might be going to that thought or and how to sort of unhook from that thought. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's so important. And yeah. For the people that haven't listened or you know heard about the mental health care plan before if you wouldn't mind would you mind sharing the process of how you know you stepped into it and then what happened afterwards and perhaps maybe a few things that maybe your therapist has suggested can help you know with self-care and mindfulness yeah so I just called my GP I was like I'm not going to the doctor I don't want to be around people (laughs) you know me at the moment (laughs) um so I called my GP and she knows me and I said I need a mental health plan I actually started crying on the phone to her and and she said no worries done um and she recommended a psychologist who she thought I might have a good fit with so I did, I booked in and had a couple of weeks to wait before I could get in, which I actually felt fine about that though, because I was like, the ball's rolling. Yeah. Like, that's okay. And it also gives you time to mentally prepare. Yes. It's a huge, huge thing that you're doing. And yes. you have to You have to find the courage, you know? Absolutely. And yeah, so I have had, how many sessions? Maybe five sessions and at my last session which was last week again over the phone this one was Mm. she said I don't need to see you regularly at the moment you're doing so well so I was so happy I was like Um, like a good student yes thank you um so the main thing that I've been doing is meditation I've been doing it every night and the psychologist really suggests that as well just to you know focus on the breath and and like you with the yoga, that kind of stuff is just so helpful just to take some time for yourself, but also to slow yourself down. <laughs> we all go at a million miles an hour, mm. you know, so I think it's important to just slow down and, yeah, take a bit of time for yourself. Mm. So meditation every night. I've also just started to do like a little bit of journaling, which I've never done before. And I said to said to the psychologist, oh, I don't think I'll do that. Like, <laughs> and she said, just give it a whirl. So I did. And actually, she goes, just write any. I said, I'm not a writer. Like, words aren't really my forte. She goes, it doesn't matter. She said, you just write down sort of how you're feeling or you're about your day or just whatever you want to write. And I've been enjoying that, just writing, just scribble. She goes, it doesn't even matter if you don't write words. She said, you just write whatever. She said, you can just, even if you start doodling, like on your page, she goes, it's fine. That's, yeah. 
Yeah, so I, I think the meditation, the journaling just that I've just started and and yeah, just as I have said, learning about mm. why she was telling me that my anxiety is like basically like a little girl trying to tell me to, you know, oh, be careful, you know, because these things have maybe happened or they may maybe happen. So I need to sort of reassure that part of me I guess you know to it's okay and I'm one that I need to know the facts I need to it's okay like you know calm down everyone is safe we are safe and that's been really helping me so gosh I just can't encourage it enough really to to seek that help whether it be yeah from a mental health plan or whether it be talking to your friends family a random person on the phone whoever it is I just think we need to talk couldn't agree more yeah because a conversation like this one can save lives yeah and I think yeah just just important to to know that people are not alone and if you're not okay that is okay Mm. and there is people to help you Mm. I think as a mum this is a question for you yeah as a mum do you think it's you know less common for like yourself or a mum to feel as though they're allowed to put themselves first and to actually indulge, I would say not even indulge, but do an act of self-care. Yeah, it's something that I have really struggled with, um, that mum guilt, no matter what you do. Like I've been a stay-at-home mum, like my kids have been with me, you know, until they go to kinder or school, and there's still that guilt. No matter what you do, what way you parent, there is no wrong way or right way, there's that guilt that you, you know, you need to be looking after everyone else and not yourself. And, but I've, yeah, really been trying to focus on it. And NATO is so supportive of it. He's like, go and book like, you know, that yoga class or go and book something just because it is so important to look after yourself and then you can look after everyone else a lot better. And I do feel that like I, I still don't do a lot of things, but I don't feel guilty going for that half an hour bath. I don't feel guilty, you know, going, you know, off to my room for five minutes and doing some meditation. So just little things like that. You don't need to be going on weekends away, you know, every month, as nice as that may be. <laughs> but I think it's I wish. yeah, it's more about those little acts of self-care, I think. And they're really achievable too. You know, putting on your face mask and having that time for yourself, having a cup of tea while it's still hot. Yeah. And your company is basically a brand for self-care. Yeah, and, exactly. Know, people love using your products for that. Yeah, and to making them you know be able to make themselves feel good and I do lots of our clients are mums and they say it's so nice to just not be spending all the money on the kids and just you know treat yourself as well so yeah, yeah I think it is really important and but it is hard to get over that mindset of feeling guilty and that you shouldn't be doing this kind of stuff and yeah but I think we're getting better at it mm. I think <laughs> I think a lot of mums out there today probably needed to hear that yes go for it go get in that bath (laughs) just and yeah have that time out and even just going for a walk so I honestly I used to be before I had the kids I was so fit I was a crossfitter and I was like five days a week that's intense I was in NATO and I we were intense seriously since I had Ollie I have not done any exercise (laughs) (laughs) because you just you just yeah you're doing lots of other things yeah it's not on the higher priority list no but since you know a couple of months ago when I started to get quite anxious and panicky I have been going for a walk with a girlfriend at least once or twice a week and just in the morning for like at seven o'clock just for you know half an hour 45 minutes and it's been so good it just starts your day nicely and you know listening to a podcast taking just some time yeah I think it's just important I think so too especially you know getting outside and enjoying the fresh air hopefully taking in a little bit of nature if your environment you know provides that yeah I think yeah it's actually priceless it does you the world a good i reckon mm. and just to especially start your day like that yeah. with some fresh air and yeah just a chat with a friend so good it is yeah that's probably one thing my morning routine has been missing lately i've been sort of getting straight out of bed and into yoga but i really am missing that you know 
cold air on the face, yes. you know, fresh air, maybe a beach walk or something like that. Just, you know, I spent this morning at the beach and I feel electric today. Yeah, you know? so good. The beach is my happy place, yeah. I reckon. Like, I just love it. I love the the freedom of it, I guess. You know, there's so much room and it's just, well, kids love it too. It's just, I love it. It just makes you feel good, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You mentioned to me before this that you were just a swimmer. Like you're like, yep, I'll get in the water and I'll swim. Oh yeah. Like we, Ollie and I were in the water on, I don't know what day it was on the weekend. Yeah. Just having a swim. It's just so like, I'm not a swimmer. I think we need to take that bit out, (laughs) but I, but I, I love getting in the water and I just, Yeah. yeah, I feel, I think water and yeah, the beach is, yeah, my happy place. We're just a quick, like, just everyone at home listening, the ocean is freezing right now in Victoria. It's probably about like nine degrees, not even. Oh, not even, I don't reckon. <laughs> You're brave. You're very brave. Oh, so are you. You went in this morning and it's icy out there. Yeah, I can't really start taking credit until it's, you know, a part of my life routine though. That's okay. Oh, it's beautiful. Now, I guess we're here and we're, I'm blessed to be in the presence of someone who knows everything about skin. I think we would be amiss to not mention perhaps for the listeners a few ways that they can take good care of their skin, especially in this season, if you're open to. Yeah, of course. I, yeah, I love sort of sharing my knowledge, I guess, from over the past 15 years and yeah, it gets tricky because I can't be everyone's personal skin therapist and that does get hard because, you know, I get lots of questions just and can be from just anyone, you know, or it can be from someone using the products and I will give as much advice as I can, but I can't be everyone's skin therapist. So I love to share as much as I can, like a blanket kind of lot of advice, I guess, to just be able to help. So the main thing that people are struggling with at the moment is maskne and that's the acne or breakouts being caused when we're wearing our masks in Victoria at the moment and the main thing that I can say is do not pick and touch those breakouts and I think I've told you this before like a couple of years ago I was like stop picking stop touching it still happens no it's so hard very very hard basically when we pick and touch that congestion and breakouts we're spreading the bacteria to the next pore which creates those cluster of breakouts and just makes them super hard to heal Um, also really important to drink a couple of liters of water a day which I'm always harping on about I've got a few clients that have a glass of water and they think of me when they're having it because I'm <laughs> always telling people, are you drinking enough water? Oh, I'm um, probably one of those cheeky people that like looks at my cup of tea and I go, oh yeah, that'll do. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good start. Yeah, I probably need to ramp it up a little bit. I'm guilty oh, sitting here right now. That's okay. <laughs> and yeah, important, you know, if we can to go makeup free as much as we can, just because having, you know, the mask on, and then having makeup and then it gets sweaty and clogged and it just creates that the bacteria just thrives on that you know thrives on that dirt and debris and sweat and excess oils and that kind of stuff so either going makeup free or wearing a mineral makeup that allows the skin to breathe is really important too and and not overdoing it with your skincare you know if you are getting a few breakouts from your mask don't go and buy an acne range because you don't need it you've just got a few little breakouts keep doing what you're doing keep your skin clean don't try and scrub the life out of your skin every second day <laughs> because it's not going to work. I was one of those people back in the day. I was like, oh, the way to do it is just exfoliate. Yeah, get it off. It, mm. No. So no. when we over exfoliate, basically our skin and our sebaceous glands, which are the little glands that produce the oil, they think, oh my God, I've got no oil. It just keeps getting taken away from me. I'm going to pump out more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And it's just that vicious cycle. So yeah. I guess, yeah, drink water, no touching, keep it clean and and keep it simple as yeah. well. I think I saw a new company representing silk masks as a way to avoid acne. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I personally haven't tried a silk mask yet. I, yeah, I'm not out and about a lot, so I don't, yeah. haven't been having to wear a mask, you know, even every day. It's only been for my walks and stuff like that. But I guess, yeah, we're allowing the skin to breathe is the most important thing. So I think I think the silk, they look they look really good as they well. They look pretty. Um, but yeah, having that breathability is, is important as well. Yeah. 
I think those tips are very, very helpful. I'm obsessed with your range. I use it every morning and every night. And I know one of the hardest things was actually creating a routine and making that a part of my day. Yes. I think if you're using them here, there, everywhere, it's probably not as effective. Absolutely. But every night before I go to bed, it's, you know, the lactic cleanser. Or, Good. Yeah, I'm just like, got my hyaluronic therapy. How do I say that? Hyaluronic. Hyaluronic. <laughs> I don't think I was too far off. No, you did pretty good. Thank you. But yeah, people call it hydraulic serum. <laughs> oh. um, hydrochloric. <laughs> oh, there's all sorts. Oh, nasty on the skin. Wow. Yeah, so I think, yeah, getting into that routine and then you won't get out of it. Once you're in that routine, you know, you'll never go to bed without doing it because you feel so good. And it is just that, you know, even if it's just a splash with water in your serum in the morning, it takes 30 seconds, but it's it's nice for you to do as well. It is. Is it bad if I use my serum twice a day? No. Oh, thank not at goodness. All. <laughs> I've been morning and nighting it just because it makes my skin feel so good. No, I do that too. Okay, and good. And yeah, I recommend to do that to a lot of people. It's a water-based serum, so mm. it's not got any anything in there that can clog the skin and you yep. can't overdose on it or anything like that. <laughs> it's um, it's just a really healthy, healthy, you know, product for the skin so morning and night is fine good it just feels like it adds so much moisture and like i mentioned before people always you know hint at oh a bit glowy there yes give it that's what we try and i wanted something to i guess deliver that plump and dewy sort of fresh look that we all sort of crave Mm. yeah yeah if it's okay i would like to go back to what we were talking about in the beginning and to talk about your experience with your miscarriages. Yeah. And I was wondering if you would give some words of wisdom to a few women out there who have perhaps had a miscarriage before. And um, I just want, I, I wonder about the grief and the aftermath of that and also maybe a little bit of courage or inspiration to give them that it will work out just like it has for you. Yeah, I think, as I said, I did feel like a failure, so I completely get how... Those women and the men are feeling because it's it's not just the women, the men go through it too. And But as a woman, I did feel like my body was failing me. And knowing that that is not true is so important. And three in five pregnancies, that was the stat, you know, five years ago, I don't know what the stat is now, but it was three in five will be a miscarriage and really? yeah i'll have to look up if that's still the the right stat but that's huge i didn't know that and then when i found that out i was like okay like it's okay as hard as this is take comfort in the fact that you did get pregnant mm. and just keep going uh, you know it is so worth it as hard as it is it is so worth it and you will get there and just reach out don't try and do it alone you know at home get a fertility specialist you don't and i think another sort of common misconception is you have to have all of these issues to go to a fertility specialist Mm -hmm. or to go to a gynecologist you don't you just you know if things aren't going quite right and you've been trying for a bit go and see someone they can investigate and they can help you even if it's just you know timed intercourse or something like that it's you may not need drugs and things like that but you might just need a bit of a clean out who knows like there's so many different options i just heard about that yeah so a lot of time before you go in for fertility treatment they'll um, basically clean out flush out your tubes and they may even go and do some keyhole surgery and check for you know endometriosis if they need to laser any out or anything like that there's lots of different things it's amazing what they can do had you had that done yeah we had i had that done before uh we got married Wow. so yeah and the specialist said or the surgeon said i've never seen anything like that he said you are riddled with it well it was endo yeah and and cysts yes yeah but not the cysts not as bad um but he said you will have trouble getting pregnant did they ever say why that occurred in your body no they just it's just i don't really know and i still don't know an awful lot you know about why it really happens it's one of those things don't you Mm -mm. i don't yeah. I, I had a laparoscopy for endo too yeah um because of excruciating pain 
um, they didn't find anything, but later found that I had PCOS. And no one ever gave me a, a, you know, this is why it happens. No. No, it's, I think it's still widely really unknown. I think so. I think um, Kayla from the PCOS Bible is just amazing at sharing tips and just her knowledge and her story, I guess. I agree. Yeah, I think sharing our own stories like yourself it's it's so important to yeah we can just pick up little bits of information from each other because there's not a lot out there I don't think there isn't which Mm. is strange because it is common yeah well I think the stats are for both now endo and PCOS that one in 10 women will be affected wow Mm. that's a lot it is a lot for and especially that there's not much yeah education Mm -mm. out there yeah, so I think really important to know that you're not alone. There, you know, you will be okay. Reach out and talk to someone. Don't do what I did and just keep it to yourself because it's yeah. I think that can manifest in your brain a little bit too. So I think it's important to yeah. to reach out and talk to someone, even yeah, if it is just a stranger, yeah. and just know that it is so so worth it. I <laughs> like I would. I'm not having any more children, but I would do it all again if I had to. Absolutely. Like, it's just, oh, this is when I get emotional because I just am so grateful for my little boys. They're just, oh, they're just absolutely wonderful. They drive me mad, but they are just, they're just the most beautiful kids and definitely worth the wait. Oh, <laughs> I didn't think, God, here I am. I can talk about anything. And then I talk about my boys that are at kinder and school. They're fine. And I cry. thank you so much for sharing that i think it's so beautiful to hear a parent gush over their parents because they they are your success story your business is but like your children really are yeah definitely yeah it was funny ollie said to me yesterday because jack knows jack's three and a half he knows he wants to be a builder that's what all he wants to do and ollie said randomly to me yesterday mum when I am older, I'm going to do botanicals by Lux, just like you. Oh. <laughs> Good on you, all. Oh, my heart. <laughs> Aren't they funny? Yes. Oh. Yeah, so. Oh, he's proud of you. Well, he's seen it all. Yeah. And I think that was one of the reasons why we wanted to start up something from home and do something for ourselves was so that I could be at home with them. Yeah. Um, and just enjoy it all and just, yeah, just be there. So... Mm-hmm. They really have seen it from, yeah, yeah. scratch, which and is... That's a great example for him as well, to teach him that he can be his own boss, that he can build his own business as well. Like, yeah. Because you've taught him all of that. As hard as it is, because you are, it's such a juggle, yeah. like with a small business, you're, you're juggling, yeah, the kids and, you know, all the things that go with that. And then you're doing all the business side of things all from home like it has been by myself until you know nato um jumped on board and we've got a, a girlfriend who puts all the labels on the products which is fabulous bettina she's great but yeah like all the day-to-day stuff has just been on my own and it's full on and the amount that it's grown i was like nato <laughs> i need a bit of a hand <laughs> yeah so but yeah it's nice for the boys to be able to see yeah i don't know what they'll remember but I'll be able to tell them anyway. <laughs> if no one has ever said this to you before, you are a superwoman. Oh, I don't feel like it some days. I do my best. And I think that's that's all we can do. Just do your best and, and be kind to ourselves as well. I've learned I'm trying to put boundaries in place um, at yeah. the moment because it's pretty full on. You know, like you're getting contacted from so many different avenues all the time. Like Instagram, Facebook, the website. Yeah, then you you know... Um, email there's so many different so many different um avenues which is fabulous oh see that doesn't give me anxiety that just makes me yeah that's but i could be on my phone writing back to questions about skin at 11 o'clock at night you know because i I like to help people but i'm trying to put those boundaries in place yeah and obviously it's a good problem to have people are contacting you to talk to you (laughs) about your products it's a good problem but yeah i'm trying to put those boundaries in place that's actually a beautiful thing we should talk about because boundaries are really, really important in protecting ourselves. They are. And I think um, COVID has taught me to protect myself and my family and our energy. And 
if something's not really filling your cup, what's the point? Yeah, not just physically, but like emotionally. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like yeah. um, emotionally, I think it's so important to just, you know, be careful around, you know, who we spend our time with and what we spend our time on and that kind of stuff. I think it's yeah. it's important. And saying no. Yes, as hard as it is. I know. It can be hard because you don't want to let better. someone down. Yeah, I know. But, yeah, I think... And our mutual friend Kim said to me, you've got to protect your own energy. Yeah. And it's so true, isn't it? It is. And it's not something that I'd ever thought of before, um, you know, prior to the start of the year, like mm. nothing at all. So, yeah, important, I think, to just look after ourselves. Agreed. It all comes back to that self-care, all comes back to talking. It's just a circle that we need to, yeah, mm. keep looking after. It's definitely become a buzzword, self-care. Yes. But yeah. I'm glad it's a buzzword mm. because if people are annoyed about it, at least they know about exactly. it. Exactly. You know? I think, yeah, I, it is a buzzword. It's like like the word pivot and those yes. kind of things. <laughs> there's been lots of buzzwords this year. And there's been lots of Unpre- pivoting this year. Yes, unprecedented times. <laughs> Just another one like that. Thank Tracy Grimshaw. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the self-care is a good thing to come out of it. it there's nothing bad that can be done by doing a bit of self-care. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. And I think it's beautiful that you've learnt a lot during this season. Oh, yeah. But I think we all have. Yeah. It's really beautiful to find gratitude in what has really been unprecedented times. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I think, yeah. And that gratitude, yeah, again, it could sound a bit corny or whatever, but I've been trying to just ask the boys at night, "What, what are you grateful for for today? And, you know, Jack, he'll say, dinner <laughs> or and, then, and you know Ollie will start he started to say a few more kind of meaningful ones like mm. I'm grateful for our family oh. and stuff like that um and I think you know and then I'll ask Nate, like Ollie will ask NATO and ask me and I think it's just nice it's just a nice little quick conversation to have to know that we are pretty bloody lucky yeah aren't we so I yeah. think it's yeah important to be grateful for it you're such a good mum Oh God, I, not every day. I do my best. <laughs> I do my best and I love being a mum. Like, I love it. Yeah. So, I think you're a mum, you juggle a very successful business, you're doing so many things. I think the fact that you created and built and persevered through the initial stages of your business, like so many people listening today are just going to be like, wow, shocked, inspired, in awe. Um, a little bit inspired I think maybe motivated to get off their butt and you know yeah the goals they want to do too oh I hope that it just you know just inspires one person to take that little leap of faith that they've been thinking about take that plunge and just do it you know if it doesn't work you can always sort something out I think it's so important to just give it a crack that's where the anxiety lies I think it's like but what if I fail yeah but what if you don't then you'll never know exactly it's no use just sitting here wondering. No, go for it, I say. <laughs> this has been so beautiful. I've loved this episode. Oh, thank you. Thank Thanks you. for having me. Oh. My first podcast. Oh, it's an honour. <laughs> it, it really is. I feel very touched that you have shared all that you've shared with me today. I, I want to I wanna quickly, obviously, give you the floor. I want to I wanna open up the mic to you if there is anything else you feel as though is calling from your heart to tell the listeners, please, please do. I think I've sort of covered it all, but I think, yeah, just building a bit of a community around you is so important. You don't, but you don't need to have, you know, something I've learned, you don't need to have 50 really good friends. You just need to have a few really good friends around you, you know, and, and that's what I have found in this time to just find your people. People that are like-minded, that are going to have your back and support you through no matter what. You know, our friend Kim, I remember messaging her when I was in the panic. I'm like, Kim, I'm freaking out. And just, you know, she would call me and, yeah, I think you've just got to have people around you that understand you and and that support you and are proud of you, happy for you and and that you would do the same for them. I think that kind of thing. And, yeah, just, just talking keep that conversation going you're not alone 
Not at all. Can you tell the listeners where they can find you if they don't already know how on social media? Yeah, so just on Instagram is the main one that I'm on. So it's just Botanicals by Lux or just the website botanicalsbylux.com.au. I nearly forgot my website <laughs> for a minute. <laughs> .com.au. <laughs> Thank you, Steph. I'm so honoured to be here. So thanks for having me. Thank you. I have to tell you that being present for this conversation was pretty damn incredible. I think the Beck will never know just how wonderful and inspiring she really is or how appreciated she is by myself, for the people that use her products, to people who follow on Instagram from her children and her husband. I don't think she will ever quite know just how remarkable she actually is. So let's just take a moment to appreciate and to acknowledge because listening to this conversation today, wow. That's pretty much all I have to say. I do know that upon reflection, Beck and I realized that the statistic was one out of four women will experience miscarriage. Now I know in the podcast we had the statistic wrong, but I just wanted to take a moment to re-clarify. But also a moment to reflect on one in four. That's massive. That's one woman in your family in your household and it's not something that's widely spoken about maybe something that people and women believe that they're not allowed to speak about that's why I believe today's conversation is so 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 important Beck today in the space of one hour raised awareness for endometriosis PCOS miscarriage anxiety being a mum, building a business, raising a family. Um, you know, I just, I'm a little bit blown away. And I'm probably sure that you are too. Look, I just need to take a moment to thank Beck for joining me on the podcast. I think after two years, finally being able to sit down and to put a face to the person that I've been speaking to all this time was just incredible. And, oh, yeah, wow, I'm still a little bit lost for words. I want to thank you for sharing your time with us. I am extremely grateful to every single one of you who has subscribed to this podcast and who has left a heartfelt review. I, I can't explain how thankful I am. So I just want to take this time to appreciate you and to offer you up my love also. Once again, it has been an incredible week and I'm feeling so much more inspired now that I know that I have the freedom to create these podcasts in person again in in line with all the restrictions that have been put into place. But it is incredible to be back. So I look forward to seeing you all in my next episode.